second down and nine. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Second and Nine podcast. Uh, we're uh, here with you on Thursday, November 21st. And we're going to recap a little bit of last week, but really look forward to uh, the, uh, the games in, uh, what do we got, week 11 this week, Tony? How's it going? How was your birthday? How was uh, Florida? Uh, it, was, it was nice. A little cool over there, actually. Um, we ended up getting all like low 70s weather. So it wasn't uh, wasn't too good for the beach. Of course, the the as soon as we left, it jumped up to the you know mid 80s. So of course, uh, the, the warm weather uh, didn't wait you know didn't wait for us. But uh, it was it was fun overall. You know, went went out to eat a bunch and uh, hung out in the pool in our Airbnb. So it was uh, it was relaxing. It was good. Yeah, I need a, a little getaway like that. I Definitely, think, uh, worse, worse been taking necessary. a toll on me, and especially all this uh, all this tape that we're watching uh, in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, but uh, speaking of NFL, we've got uh, some games coming up this week, including Giants at Chicago, which is a, kind of a tough one to call with a, a six-point spread this week. And I think it's pre- I think it's pretty easy to call that actually. I mean, uh, your uh, I think your input on this would be a little bit more uh, accurate than mine usually because mine is, has been Giants every week, and I think I've been I've lost several several weeks in a row. <laughs> put it like that. I just, I don't know. I think that Bears defense is really good. And, and we were talking about it just a few minutes ago before we hopped on, uh, you know, the, the Bears offense has done absolutely nothing, but the Giants defense might just be the cure-all that the, the Bears offense needs to get going because, uh, you know, they've been absolutely terrible. And as good as the Bears defense is and how bad the offensive line of the Giants has been, I can see Daniel Jones getting knocked around and, and fumbling. And actually, we saw a stat where I think Daniel Jones was getting hit more than any other quarterback in the league. I'll actually pull that up, but I'll, I'll, I'll verify. But I did see a stat the other day that like he was like astronomical amount of QB hits on Daniel Jones, and he and he didn't even play two games of the season. He's up, up among the league leaders. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that's got to be corrected. Uh, and I, I've been on the bandwagon of saying I think it's something that's teachable, which I I mean I'll still stand by that, but. At this point, you can't really argue with uh, some of these holding on to the ball a little bit too long. But, I, I mean, the way that the offensive line hasn't been blocking well, they, uh, it's, it's taken a toll, I think, uh, on his psyche or, like, him mentally because uh, he's not, I think, uh, the best yet at having that mental, like, clock register quick enough for him to know when he's got to get the ball out or make a decision with his legs. And uh, I think that's something that's teachable. But to this point, he's really – he really hasn't shown us anything that or anything has changed uh, since he started with the fumbling issues. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, he, he, we, we keep we kind of talk about it. We get back to this all, constantly. We're constantly talking about Daniel Jones and the fumbling, but uh, he really does need to clean it up. And it's, it's like it is part of holding on to the ball and it is part of the offensive line. But I was more I was more like even, you know, letting him off the hook a little bit when I was talking about that, because I was just saying, the you know, the, the offensive line is really bad and that's going to be the reason he's going to get knocked around and he's going to fumble the other thing is too the Giants are losing in a lot of these games so it's you know to a degree he's just trying to make a play that's why he's hanging on to the ball as long as he can to try to get you know receivers downfield to you know to hit somebody to make a big play so I mean that's that kind of attributes to it too but I mean it's clearly it clearly is an issue though you can't I don't think you could deny that it's something that he needs to work on and he's you know I think and I'm not saying you, you are denying it but you know he's got something's got to be working on and, and he's got to be focused on in the offseason and getting better at it. But, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of factors going into it is what we're basically saying, right? Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, but they're, they're just a mess as a team overall. So it's, it's not surprising that maybe 
his play is a little bit chaotic because that's what he's surrounded by at the moment. And it's not like Shermer, I think, has really helped him much. Uh, I think he's kind of been on his own there to kind of make make plays. And that, that's why I said that they, they should be incorporating some more plays that involve uh, him getting the option to run. Like, uh, I mean, I've mentioned like the RPO before, especially with someone like Barkley. Uh, I think you can have a pretty dangerous offense with that uh, in terms of putting up points uh, with that type of scheme or at least with the skill set that they have. But they have, they've had a lot of injuries, though, too. When you look yeah. at the Evan Ingram, Shepard has, like, a concerning uh, concussion issue now, which – He might come back this week. Turn out. Yeah, I, I'm hoping he does it, but uh, that he can actually stay on the field for the rest of the yeah. season. So it's, he's, been pra- he's been practicing in full this week, but, you know, he's still not cleared medically to, to get on the field. So we'll see how that pans out, too. I have him in, in your league, in the Yahoo League, and uh, I really could use some receiver help. So it would be really nice if he came in uh, – late in the season and took advantage of some of those easy matchups he has late in the, you know, in the last couple of playoffs of the season. He's got some really nice matchups. I think they're playing Washington and forget who's the other. You guys didn't play Miami yet, right? Yeah. You're playing Miami, Washington in the playoffs, I think uh, fantasy playoffs. Like six, Yeah, 15. that's true. I, I did notice that even though I'm not yeah. going to make the playoffs in either league. So that's yeah. not my concern anymore. Uh, man, I don't know. I, I feel, I just feel bad. I, I just don't want to say to that. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, okay. It's been, uh, it's been a rough few years, but since there's not much to talk much else to talk about with the Giants other than them being terrible, uh, let's move to like the Cowboys Lions game. Well, I mean, the Cowboys went 35-27. Uh, we were talking, about, or you were talking about it a little bit before the game, or I guess uh, before we went live. Uh, I mean, we've had that conversations, but what did you? What was your like main takeaway from that game? Well, I think I think we got to go right to your your tagging me in, on Twitter to this girl who name her, her name is. Actually, you know what? Let me just let me screen share. It'd be probably easier to screen share it. Her name is Mina Kynes, and, and this the tweet is no longer available. Oh, I gotta slide this over. Oh yeah, she's the she's the one from uh, ESPN. Yeah, Mina Kynes from ESPN. Uh, you know, it, actually the the tweet is no longer available, but it was like this guy whispering in this girl's ear for like a really really long time, and like uh, at a club, like he's just wasted. You can see him; he's just like you know whispering in her ear for a really long time, and uh, it said caption this, and she said. No one talks about Dak as a viable MVP candidate, but have you checked out his advanced statistics lately? And, you know, like, you, of course, had to tag me and, and then make me come in there and, uh, you know, crap on, uh, on my own quarterback. So, because that's the only – I knew that was your expectation. And I knew I had to say something. It's like I have to answer for what other people are saying. But, like, I no, – I, I, I just want to point out that there's, uh, there's other trolls, like, in the, in the universe. And well, I always get labeled as one. But she's, uh, she's actually good. She's a – She's a professional, I would say, working for ESPN. So I thought, uh, well, I thought it was kind of- I don't, I don't look at it as a troll. I think that she genuinely believes that. I think she genuinely believes. If you look at Dak's stats for the season, I mean, you could argue that he could be in the MVP conversation, but I personally wouldn't put him there because I, I have a, a bunch of players that I think would be ahead of him in that category. I think Lamar Jackson would be ahead of him in that category. I think Christian McCaffrey would be ahead of him. I think uh, in, no, in no particular order, by the way, Russell Wilson would be ahead of him. I think even Deshaun Watson would be ahead of him. And I think even Pat Mahomes would be ahead of him, but you know, his statistics are among the best. There's no doubt. But the point I kind of made down here when, cause this other kid, um, and it was funny that you said, uh, we watch all this film because this kid, ha- you know, Alan B says that I'm admitting that I don't watch the games. I don't even really know what that means exactly. 
because <laughs> everyone has has these different perceptions on what is truth and what is reality. And, yeah, I agree. But I, all, all I was saying is Kirk Cousins' numbers are currently better than Aaron Rodgers' numbers. Does that mean he's more important to the, his team than Aaron Rodgers is to the – I mean, it's also most valuable player. It's the most valuable player. It's not the player with the best stats. That's not what this, the award is. It's the most valuable player. And I, I, don't, I don't think personally that Dak – you know, is, is quite in the conversation. Like I was telling you, though, I think he has a chance this weekend to plunge himself into that conversation because if he plays well, if he puts up big numbers against the Patriots, because I, like I said to you, I don't think he could just put up 180 yards and, and a touchdown and, and, and squeak out a low-scoring victory against the Patriots and thrust himself into the MVP conversation. But if he throws for 300 yards, two to three touchdowns, maybe one or less interceptions, and they, they win, you know, in a game in the 20s, and, and he was instrumental in helping them win, I absolutely think that Dak be plunged into the conversation. I still don't think he's a realistic MVP candidate. I don't think he'll win the award, but I think he'll be in the he, he can plunge himself into the conversation. But again, I just also don't I don't really see that happening either. <laughs> if I, if the Cowboys do win this weekend, I, I don't I don't see Dak's numbers being you know so so uh, good either. And and I think not, not that I I think the I wouldn't I'm not going to pick the Cowboys, and it's minus what six and a half, right? The That's Cowboys are. It was six and a half, I believe. Six. Oh yeah, six and a half. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I, I would, I would still take the Patriots minus six and a half, but uh, you know, I, I don't think it's impossible for the Cowboys to pull out a win. This would be a very Cowboys game to win. You know, lose to the Jets, beat the Patriots. That sounds about right for the Cowboys. Yeah, but like my, I guess my counter argument for the back MVP conversation thing, I think it, that conversation should be about people that are players that actually have a chance to win it, uh, whether that's top five. I mean. I don't, I don't know if that necessarily matters. But even if they win this game, I still don't think he's in that conversation because obviously they got to play out the 16 games. They got to make sure they win the division, give themselves a decent seed, and then obviously you see how the playoffs play out. But well, that's why they, that's why they call it a, a conversation, though. That's why it's called a conversation. It's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not giving an award. It's the conversation. That's fair. We're having a conversation here. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, like, actually, I kind of put Dak in a similar position as I'd put Eli for the Hall of Fame in this regard. You know, it's just like he's just a bit outside, you know, just just on the outside looking in of the conversation. I I would not make that same comparison, no, because yeah. I think Eli's ultimately going to get in and Dak's ultimately not going to win MVP. Well, we're not talking about if he's going to get in. We're talking about whether or not he deserves to get in. Whether or not he gets in is, oh. is actually a moot, a moot point. I, w- I would say that there's – if you ask the NFL writers – they'll the people that uh, vote for the the hall of fame i i think that they would more of them would vote for him being in the hall of fame eli that is versus Dak getting like mvp votes i mean definitely mike francesa would for sure (laughs) that's probably true all right but uh were there any other uh big takeaways from last week's games i mean the one game that screwed me from um a, a game that i uh had some entertainment purposes on was uh, the Ravens and the Texans. I thought that the Texans were going to put a lot much more of a, uh, a fight uh, against the Ravens. And to get blown out 41-7, to yeah. Deshaun Watson's worst loss of his career, is, it was pretty, pretty startling, I think, on both sides. When you look at the Texans, it's probably – unless uh, Deshaun Watson's able to really carry them on his back yeah. for the rest of the season. I agree. They probably are what the Texans have been, possibly a playoff team out in the wild card round. The Ravens, though, I think this is maybe more of a waving a flag over there in Baltimore or whatever, whatever town they – I guess they play in Baltimore. Uh, 
they that they're a legitimate team. Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they definitely are. When they're blowing out a team like Houston, that's a potential playoff team. They beat the Patriots. Uh, it's time to, I guess, take notice because Lamar Jackson has been pretty much like a wizard running around the field. He's not taking big hits, and he's just – That spin move, bro. That spin move, bro. Oh, my yeah, goodness. I remember seeing that, and they were – I forget who it was. Uh, I think it was on SportsCenter. They were uh, – it basically was describing it or doing like the play call saying, oh, circle button, circle button. And he like spins like two times in a row. It's unbelievable. He's been playing unbelievable. Yeah, I actually agree. I, uh, I took the Texans in a, a, a small parlay, which, uh, that, yeah, that's not – it wasn't – it was not something I expected to see. I did not – I thought it was going to be like a way closer game. I thought Texans would have a chance to pull it out. And then they just got destroyed. Uh, and, I mean, that's, that's kind of why uh, I think – a guy like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson deserves to be in the conversation for the MVP too, even though his numbers are just on the outside too. You know, he, you know, actually I would say Dak probably has better numbers, but Deshaun Watson does not have much he's working with over there. He, he's, he's pretty much doing it by himself. Like you said, he's got to, he's going to have to have a spectacular game for them to have a chance to win. See, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that they have some talent. They, they don't have a really a tight end, but I mean, the, the running game, I, I think that they're definitely top 10 in the uh, in that. But their O-line, their O-line's not that good, though. Their O-line isn't great, but if you if you watch their games, Deshaun Watson, he's yeah, it's him. kind of frustrating. It's him. He's holding on to the ball way too long, and especially in that Ravens game. I've been I mean, watching because I have day, He has arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL on his team yeah. that he has to throw to. So, and the most reliable sure-handed receiver there is. The but game. their defense is not very good either. Their offensive line is not very good outside of, you know, the, I'm not, I'm not, that's not entirely because they, Will Fuller's a good player too. I'm not saying Hopkins is the only good receiver they have. They have even Kenny Stills is solid and, and there's, and their tight ends are okay. I mean like, you know, average for NFL tight ends, right. But their O-line's not that good. Their defense is not that good. They're just not that – their coaching staff is not that great either, in my opinion. I'm not a big fan of Bill O'Brien, and I just feel like uh, a lot of what they're doing each week when, they're, when they are winning is, is Deshaun Watson putting the team on, on his back pretty much. I mean, he's, he looks like he's going to, you know, get injured every game, like just throwing himself around, making plays, that, you know, except, you know, of course, this week when he got uh, just destroyed. Yeah, he's, a, he's another athlete at the, at the quarterback position. I still think he's – He's got high, high uh, ceiling in terms yeah. of his potential. So uh, maybe they – I don't want to say that they have, a, have to have a change uh, for, like, coaching or anything, but uh, I think at some point if they don't take that next step within the next couple of years, they might want to consider that. Well, we talk, uh, we talk a lot about, you know, different coaching mistakes. Like, we, we've gotten on Shermer. We've gotten on Garrett a bunch of times on uh, different coaching errors. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien's uh, prevent defense, uh, you know, when – when he allowed Drew Brees to pick up the first down and get in the field goal range late in the game against, uh, against yeah. the Saints when they, when they could have been the Saints is probably the, one of the worst offense. I mean, uh, coaching gaffes of the entire season. That's, it was, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, sometimes some of these coaches, they do some or make some head scratching decisions. That's why the Patriots are the Patriots because they yeah. rarely ever see, I think maybe I've seen Bill Belichick possibly miss, one or have one miss uh in terms of like a decision and his the entire time I've watched uh, the NFL and he's been in the in the league so it's uh again it's pretty much the good teams minimize all those uh mistakes bad teams don't tend to do so as often speaking but, of uh, Bill Bel- speaking of Bill Belichick actually uh, Jerry Jones told a really funny story I don't know if I'm going to share it with you and I guess the three people that are listening to this podcast yeah, you know, he actually saw Bill Belichick when he was unemployed. Bill Belichick was an unemployed coach in the in the mid '90s, and he he was behind Jerry Jones in line, paying for like a ski lift or something like that, a ski at a ski resort. 
and he like tapped him on the shoulder and Bill Belichick said that, you know, he's available for, you know, for coaching and uh, to keep him in mind if there's any openings. And uh, Jerry Jones said he, he realized then that you could find a great talent or great coaches, uh, you know, anywhere, literally in the line behind you in a, a ski resort. I thought it was a pretty interesting story. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that does sound like a Jerry Jones type story. <laughs> oh, man, you just hate that guy. You hate Jerry so much. Why are you such a Jerry hater? And Dak, too. You're just like a – Dak respectful, Jerry hater. You're just like I don't, dude. I, I I do not hate Dak. It's uh, I just I call it like I I don't want to say call it like I see it. Like I'm only telling truths, but that's just like how I see it in terms of his uh his play. I think he's I think he's a leader. I think he's uh, I mean he's proven so far. I mean that he's a winner in terms in terms of his record. But uh, you got to take that next step to to win a Super Bowl or at least get to a Super Bowl. I mean, what was Eli Manning ever the reason they went to the Super Bowl? No, no, I know, but uh, I understand that it's only his. his so, according to you, you could be a Hall of Famer and not be the reason your team was a Super Bowl. So, why does that even come into play at all? Because you're not going to be in that conversation until you win one. No, I understand that, but like you're saying that he's got to be the reason, not only win one, he's got to be the reason they win, too. I mean, I get. It, it could be a, a good team and he could just be the pilot of the good team. And well, according to according to your standards, he should be able to make the hall of fame off of winning a super bowl or winning two. The reason though, that uh, I say that is because do you think within the next like two or three years that the Cowboys have the roster to win the super bowl with their coaching staff and everything in play, currently in place? I mean, I think they could, I mean, they, they you know, they're among them likely or unlikely i mean i would I'm, say it's more unlikely than likely I mean, so then that but, would probably but what's your percent but what's your percentage i mean what's any teams one of 32 teams what how likely is any one team to win the super bowl i'm mean, obviously the patriots are more likely than the browns yes but what any given team has a, a fairly low chance of winning, winning the super bowl overall so i mean what are, what are you talking about like a few percentages points i mean like no, this, we all know it's not a the, few percentage points. But this is the argument I don't like that you give because you have you've kind of made the argument in, in the past. That no, you didn't even let me finish my argument. Like, right, go ahead, go ahead. I was I was basically trying to say that like when it comes to like the the Cowboys and and Dak being considered in that light, if they're if they don't necessarily have the roster to be a Super Bowl winning team, and obviously you you also have to take in injuries into account. Yeah, absolutely. Then Dak is probably going to have to be the difference to have them take that leap yeah i understand what you're saying okay that makes sense but at the same time i would say that the cowboys are among the top 15 most talented teams in the nfl top 10 12 15 you know they're somewhere in that range i mean i don't i wouldn't put them along among the top five teams in the league but they're somewhere in the it's they're actually similar to Dak in a lot of ways well they're, how they're how often ranking. how often does a, a 12th to 15th rank i mean i think the team win the super bowl i think the giants have done it i think the giants did it Maybe maybe one year going into that. Yeah, I think uh, the the Ravens were probably uh, well. The Ravens had a great defense the one year they won the Super Bowl in two thousand. Their defense was Giants. Really- Giants also didn't win that Super Bowl. The two that they won, I would say the Giants, maybe the second time after they already had done it. Then it was like, all right, you're you're still holding in holding them in that regard that they've won it, done it already, and if, especially if they have a chance to play in it again, play a team that they're probably better than or in the Patriots case, they already had beat whatever four years before, then you give them more of a chance. The first time of going against that 18 and 0 team for the Patriots. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of people gave him a chance. I think it was like a 14 point uh, spread. Spread. Yeah. yeah. High spread in Super Bowl history. Yeah. yeah. But I think we get a little bit on a tangent there. 
let's just uh, oh, yeah, hop definitely, forward definitely, to uh, week 12. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got tonight, we got the, the Colts against the Texans. And uh, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the Texans uh, before with Deshaun Watson. And I'm not touching this game uh, in terms of like one of our picks, but I think it's uh, obviously going to, I think it gives the lead to the, for the division. Both six and four teams uh, in the South and the AFC, so uh, it'll be a, a good one to watch. You had mentioned before we went live that you thought that probably a good time or a good opportunity for the Texans to bounce back, yeah. and uh, I would probably tend to agree with you. But I, I believe they were a three and a half point favorite. Yeah, I, mo- I moved it down to two and a half for myself tonight. I, it's actually I four now, oh, plus uh, four I've... for the Texans. Oh no, this is wrong. I think yeah. I had. I, I think Texans I've seen four. Now. Yeah, yeah no, so four and a half. Draft, right? Yeah, no, it's three and a half. Texans okay. are favored by three and a half. You know why DraftKings it gives uh, it like reloads these like random spreads like minus three three five uh, odds. It's it's kind of weird how it does it, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a good game this weekend. And then we got uh, Seattle at uh, at Philly. We mentioned before yeah. Giants at uh, Chicago. Uh, the Raiders are going east to the Jets and. Uh, Say so let's let's talk about this uh, game a little bit because you were away and uh, you weren't on last week and because Cowboys uh, lost. I was at, I was actually well Cowboys lost yeah but yeah. Uh, uh, besides that I was actually giving you uh, a compliment. Uh, from oh wow! Prediction That's a miracle. It is a miracle. Uh, I figured since it, it's close to your birthday, so I had oh, to okay, give okay. a little birthday present out. But uh, speaking of is it, is it your, your, is it your, your birthday? No, tomorrow tomorrow's your birthday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but your uh, your Raiders call from last year when yeah. we did that uh, that end of the season episode, uh, I'll allow you to uh, to do your acceptance speech right now because I've been talking <laughs> up Hunter Renfro and obviously uh, I think that was a team and their schedule right now. The only game that might not be winnable is against the Chiefs, which is probably a winnable game. I think that they're, they're a good enough team to to have a chance to win that game. The rest of their games they should win, so they're looking like a potential playoff team. But yeah, it's, it's, get under soapbox. It's uh, kind of crazy, but you know, Colin Farrell's been really, really good, and Max Crosby's been unbelievable. Defensive end, and I wanted to see when he was picked. It was, it was like he was a later round pick. I think it was like a fourth round pick. It's been awesome. They're, they really did a great job with drafting. Uh, and the, the rookie running back who I had, and I traded away for to pick up Christian McCaffrey, among other things. He's he's been really good too. And the Raiders, the Raiders are a weird team. They've been playing teams really tough all year. And I mean, it's kind of. I still think they're they're a little undermanned talent wise. You know, they they don't. I'm not saying they're terrible because their offensive line actually is. I'm, now that I'm like staring at their depth chart, they have Richie Incognito, uh, Hunter, uh, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown. They actually have a pretty good offensive line overall. Uh, Darren Waller, I know you're a, you're a little bit of a fan of him. I, I know uh, maybe he's not going to be able to win you any fantasy playoff games, but I know you uh, you got some stocks in him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, he's he's another one that he's a he's a, he's a freak. When I first saw him on Hard Knocks, I was like this. I don't know how this guy isn't really known yet and hasn't really gotten an opportunity. But even other guys like you, I mean, you have Josh Jacobs on your team. And yeah. I, with the offensive line playing it like it is, uh, that kid is a tough runner. He, yeah. he reminds me of, like, not as big, uh, like, mini Zeke almost. Not as fast, <laughs> but, like, he runs yeah. with Plotter and authority. Dropping, yeah, he's, he's, I like him. Yeah. He's, been, he's been playing hurt, too. I think he's got like a shoulder injury, too. He's still running real tough. He's, yeah, he's a good player. That kid's that kid's tough. Mayock, uh, did, Mayock did a good job, and and Chucky's a hell of a coach, man. They're, they're a pretty good team. He is, and everyone was uh, 
I think a lot of people are eating crow now based on what they said about Gruden last year because uh, yeah. he was getting ripped apart last year with how the team was. But you can't expect uh, someone to come into a, a, a franchise that has had the lack of success like the Raiders and just turn it around in the first year. It's obviously like a, a long-term plan, and they signed him for 10 years. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it takes a little time. But I, I, I'm bringing this back up because it was a, honestly a great call by you because I – I did not expect it to happen this fast. Obviously, you start to have a you start to make a plan when you accumulate all these picks and you have some young talent. But like to see it already coming to fruition, where there might be a, a playoff team this year or looking like a likely playoff team, it's a uh, it's it's a little surprising to see. But it's a uh, it's a good change of pace from uh, I guess what we've seen the last like, couple of years. Yeah, I actually uh, saw a meme on one of those Facebook places. Um... NFL Facebook pages I saw that showed that he like he's got like seven sacks and I think Khalil Mack has like two or one this year. So I mean that that trade actually worked out pretty damn well for them. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it all depends on what you do with the draft picks at the end of the day because I, yeah. I still think Khalil Mack is that good. He may not he's, have no, he's, sacks, but he's, he's getting, dirty. He's dirty. Doubled all the time. He's a freak. Yeah, true. So I, right. I think it's it's probably worth on both ends worth it on both ends. But it, it it all comes down to I guess John Gruden and Mike Mayock being confident in their ability to scout talent. Yeah, very true. College, so, yeah, that'll be, uh, I guess, before we move on to the Bears, uh, we got a game to pick. So the Jets are a three-point dog at home against the Raiders. What are you picking? Uh, which way are you going? Are you uh, gangrene? I've, I've been bouncing back and forth on this, but I can't really lose, right? Like, both of these teams are like my teams, right? So, I mean, I, it's like pretty much I – don't I get <laughs> – I should just get the win regardless, like – I should just, it should be just like an automatic W for me. You should just take the L just for liking that many teams. I don't like them. Come on. This is what, this is what I can't stand. This is the propaganda that comes here. The propaganda <laughs> that comes out. I like them. You always say, you say I'm a fan of Gase. You say I'm a fan of the Jets. You think I'm a fan of the Raiders. I mean, it's just, it's just straight smears. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with the Jets actually. You know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit on the Jets. I, 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 I don't know why. I really don't have a great reason. I'm not really confident either one way or another in this game. It's, I, th- I can see it going either way. Uh, Sam Darnold's been playing a lot better. Um, I think he's uh, looking like he could be what I thought he was from the beginning. Uh, I, know, I know it's just been a few games uh, playing some very porous defenses like the New York Giants, but uh, he's, he's, he's looking a lot better, and Gase is looking uh, you know, a little less incompetent, slightly less incompetent than he did before. So, I mean, I think I'm going to go with the Jets. Gang green. Just, just until the next loss. But, uh, yeah, this is a tough one to pick because I think it would be a no-brainer game in terms of if it were on a neutral field, I would take the Raiders. I think they're clearly the better team. But yeah. West Coast team coming east at 1 o'clock. Jets coming off a win. Uh, I was kind of leaning. I've been I've been juggling it honestly as as we've been doing the podcast so far. From the yeah, I was just juggling my head before. right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm probably just gonna to go with you there, like and take the three points for the Jets. I think the Jets can win the game outright. I don't think the the Raiders are world beaters. I think they're a solid team, but if the Jets play a good game and can muster up some offense, I think that if they score points, they have a good chance of winning the game. Because the Raiders are much more like methodical type uh, offense, where if the if Jamal Adams gets a, another few sacks, which is I, I believe he has six sacks in the last two games, then he's unbel- he's been unbelievable. Man. Yeah, he's been really taken over on that defense. And if uh, yeah, you're making plays on defense and holding them, I think the I think the Jets have a decent chance to put up some points in that game. I think 21 points could possibly get it done. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 what, what's the under in this game? Over under in this game? Just curious. 
Because I, I see it kind of being a low-scoring game myself. It's 46 and a half. 46 and a half. Yeah. I can see it going under. I actually got it. Speaking of Jamal Adams, I got a text the other day from my brother-in-law, and he, he said that he was, he was thinking about it a lot. And he, uh, he, was, he's, uh, he was annoyed with me because I was basically saying the Cowboys can't give all, all those picks for Jamal Adams. And he said Jamal Adams is such a freak, and he's so good he would have put the Cowboys over the top. It would have been absolutely the right move to pay whatever the Jets wanted to pay to get Jamal Adams. And I tend to agree with the fact that he could have definitely made a that's, huge difference to the Cowboys team. I think like, that's also a, a factor there is also Jets fan getting very excited by one of their players that are, had a, a couple of really good games in a row. Yeah, when he hey, stole that ball. Get, you can't give everything up. Because I, I told you, I thought it would have been yeah, a I agree. I agree. It's great move if they could have paid uh, a first and a second to yeah. get him. I thought he was worth it. But, uh, I mean, if, we're, if you're talking – crazy asking price it's not uh, no one's worth like a, a certain price you yeah. know everyone has their limit my yeah well i mean my my response was i mean like i took i took a look at the last five years of the cowboys first and second round picks and you got like jalen smith and zeke elliott and um you know tyron smith not tyron smith though he, he was a little earlier but like travis frederick is in there and zach martin's in there and like it's like you know they're hitting on first and second round picks pretty consistently i mean you know, you give up two or three starters going forward for one guy. I just don't know. Especially when, it, when there's someone – there's always someone in free agency. I mean, are you going to get someone the caliber of Jamal Adams on his rookie deal? No, that's kind of the value of, of making that trade. That's where it would come in because you'd still have him under contract for, for fairly cheap for a few years, and he's a, you know, a superstar player. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can piece that position together with draft picks and, and free agent signings and, you know, not – give away the farm for the future. Cause I mean, like I said, the Cowboys have a, a young good team and they, you know, they, they can build on this going forward and have a chance to win, but you know, you can't go all in for one season and sell out your future either. It's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. Um, so yeah, we're going to take the, each of us take the jets. I'm kind of uh, like I said, jumping back and forth about it, but uh, I'll stick with the jets. Uh, Giants are in Chicago playing the bears. Plus six. Uh, who are you liking this game with the spread? I'm assuming you're going to like uh, the home team here. I mean, you don't think I'm going to go with Danny Dimes on this one? I'm surprised you're even calling him Danny Dimes right now because you've been a, really abusive over the past few weeks. I've oh, been come upset on. about it. Really? I mean, come on. I'm not, I have not been abusive. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's like I got to give it back to you a little bit. You're just shitting on Darnold all the time. I mean, I got I to gotta give you something back on Danny Dimes, a little something. It, yeah, no. I'm it was a little early, though. It was a little it's, early. To it's deserved. It's deserved, I'll be yeah, honest. They, it's not even really you. It was a lot of the giant. I mean, the name did just stick. I mean, you know, I saw actually I was um, looking for Danny Dimes merchandise uh, for, for some Christmas presents, and, uh, <laughs> and I saw that uh, Danny Dimes actually put a patent in for that name. He put a – he put a – put a request in for the trademark for the name Danny Dimes but apparently two New Yorkers already had it <laughs> that's funny and that that's like a true New Yorker will will plot on something like that and then sell it to Danny Dimes it's crazy no he's got yeah. the money he could pay for it but uh who are you taking in this game are you taking I mean, uh, I'm, I'm gonna Bears. take I'm gonna take the Bears I think uh I think Danny Dimes fumbles at least three or four times this week um with that tough hard-hitting Bears defense he gets loose change all over the floor no, I'm just playing. I'm not. He's not gonna fumble like that. But I, 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 I'm gonna go. I am gonna go with the Bears, though. I just, I think the Giants' defense is is terrible, and I think the Bears' uh, running game is gonna be good enough. And 
if, whether it's Mr. Bisky or, or um, Chase Daniel throwing it around for them, they're going to be able to find some space in the, against the Giants defense, and they're going to they're going to win by more than six and a half. Okay, it's actually six, uh, but I'm just going to take the Giants in this game. I'm just going to hope that they can uh, big surprise. They can do something defensively against a quarterback that's been pretty much abysmal this year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think that I think the the Giants will be able to put up some points. Possibly, I'm hoping at least a twenty. 20 spot I think that would be enough to win the game so uh if they win the game that's one thing but with that in mind I think six points is not unreasonable uh if if Mitch Trubisky completely gashes the Giants defense then they have a problem uh, yeah. as, even going into the future because that's uh that would mean that the defense is, is in complete shambles which let's be fair it's probably probably has been at this point already but I mean, that yeah. would put it uh, – after losing to the Jets and then having this happen again against another quarterback that's been anemic, that would be a bad look. And you guys a, can't – Not a good situation for Shermer. You guys got to get some wins at some point. I mean, like – or even – like, this game's – it would be really good for Shermer if this game was close. And, like, you guys better beat the Redskins and, and the Dolphins late in the season. Shermer's 100% going to be gone if they don't win those games. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I think it's, it's probably time to move on. Uh, anyway? On, I wouldn't get rid of them right now. I'd probably wait to the rest of the season uh, and then make a conscious decision in the offseason to bring someone else in. But, yeah, it, it's just not, not good enough right now. So, yeah, uh, again, not much else to talk about with the Giants uh, unless it's uh, negative. So, I, I guess we should just move on to the Cowboy game, which is – the 425 game on Sunday. Uh, they're in New England as a six-and-a-half-point dog. Uh, how are you feeling about Dak in this game? Is this the signature win that he's going to get in this game? Yeah, it's, it's going to be Dak's MVP coming out party, I think, this week. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I did it for, so you can have a nice clip. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots in this game. I think the Cowboys uh, I think the Cowboys absolutely have a chance. Like I said, they act, it's, it would be so Cowboys to lose to the Jets and beat the Patriots be, in, in Foxborough. The Cowboys haven't won in Foxborough since, like, uh, I think it was the 80s. Since Nam. I think it was 19 – I think it was the year before I was born. I think it was 86 is the last time they won uh, in, in uh, New England. Before that, they had won every game. They, they, I think they won like seven in a row against the, the Patriots, and then now they've lost like the last five straight against the Patriots since they actually got good. So, yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, uh, Cowboys are not really in the class of the, of the Patriots at this point. Um, I'm hopeful that they're going to keep it close, and I, I'm hopeful that they could even cover this game. But uh, I'm still going to take the Patriots. If I'm going to put my money on it, if I'm going to put – you know, uh, a win, my win-loss uh, record on it, uh, I, I would go with the Patriots, even with minus 6.5. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to go with you, too. I don't want to keep pick, making the same picks as you, but I think the Patriots at home in this game, I think if it were in Dallas, it would be a different story with that spread, but I think they can cover this game by a touchdown. I think yeah. at some point they got to get right offensively. Uh, and this this could be a week uh, to do it, especially with the Cowboys coming into town and you guys being like the national game at 425. So, yeah, it's a yeah, well, they're gonna yeah, get AB back opportunity. Don't yeah, AB. I, that AB situation is kind of crazy that this is unfolding it like this because he if I feel like I saw something on Twitter uh, or just in the media of him just not groveling but <laughs> just uh, just apologizing. doing whatever he can. Saying he apologized. He, he apologized to to. The owner, Robert Kraft. Yeah, Robert Kraft, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but so. I saw – I just looked on Yahoo today. I happened to have been, like, looking through, and I saw that he was a free agent in my one league. And uh, I clicked on his name just to see, and, and it said that he might get 
picked back up by the Patriots. So I guess we'll, we'll see. And I can, like you said, I can see them doing that and then going ahead and uh, you know winning a Super Bowl with them. They could definitely uh, see them doing that. Oh, their offense would completely turn completely around instantly yeah. Uh, yeah. with him out there. I, I, he's that good. And because yeah, all they have be, is Edelman. All they really yeah. have is Edelman at this point. I mean, Sanu's okay, but he doesn't really scare you. Edelman's the real guy you have to stop on that offense right now, and they're running backs. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they've been, they've become a little predictable. They don't really have like a downfield threat, and AB yeah. definitely brings that to the table. Yeah. So it's crazy how things change that quickly, even within the same season. Because if AB didn't get a, a job for the rest of this season, I'd be concerned that he wouldn't get, at least for his sake, that he wouldn't get a job again. Yeah. So, I agree. Yeah, he's he might he might get a little lucky here and get a second chance, but uh, yeah, that that'll be that'll be a good game. One of the other games that I'm taking this week is uh, Green Bay Packers at the 49ers, and that's the actually the Sunday night game this week. Interesting. And, you love the 49ers though. You're a huge Jimmy G guy. I am. Uh, I I like Jimmy G. I, I I wouldn't necessarily say that I, I think he's. I'm overplaying it. I'm I'm overplaying it. Don't worry about it. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. I, that was more so with the the Dak comparison. But yeah. Dak uh, Dax had had better numbers than him this year. Uh, we'll see uh, how this game turns out. But I'm actually I'm going to take uh, the Packers in this game, getting three at uh, San Francisco. I think it's it's definitely going to be a close game. Rodgers is going to uh, like keep him in the game and. Just like Russell Wilson did, I believe, uh, was it a week or two ago? I think Rodgers will get a chance with four or five minutes left uh, in the game with it being within one score and either tying or taking the lead in that game. So it'll be up to Jimmy G to to make some plays down the stretch. But I, I think that that's a reasonable number, three points to, for them to at least cover. So. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you, actually. And I actually took that game as well. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not that – I mean, we've gone over this a bunch of times. I'm not that not entirely sold yet on the 49ers still. Um, they've been in close games all the time, too. So, I mean, I definitely see a three – getting you know, Packers getting three. That's a, that's a huge help for, to me. And then on top of – actually, in my bets, I actually took the Packers in one of mine, the parlays, minus two and a half, just to, you know, get a little, a little extra uh, cash on the, on, the, on the bet. Because I, I think the Packers are going to win the game outright. Yeah, I mean, I think they could. For me, the, the 49ers are still a, a very good team. I just think that – They have a good defense. I mean, I, I, I like the way the Packers are looking with the fact that they have Rodgers on top of the, the defense has improved a lot. Yeah, 49ers' definitely. defense is real. And very good, yeah. I, I, I measure them as like that upper echelon team because, in my opinion, the only teams that are going to beat them this season are – they have to have a – Patrick Mahomes on their team. They have to have an Aaron Rodgers. They have to have one of the, I think, elite uh, quarterbacks because that defense has been ferocious. Bosa has been pretty yeah, unreal as a rookie. Yeah. I actually, when I was looking, because um, when they tagged me in that thing on Twitter about the whole Dak MVP conversation, I was, like, researching a little bit more, like, who else could be qualified for a, a MVP candidacy? And uh, I was thinking about Joey Bosa might even be in that conversation as well as he's played. But they, they lost Quan Alexander for the year. That, that really does hurt them, they, even though they have a couple of decent backup linebackers. Uh, I actually, as far as a Cowboys you know, perspective is concerned, I'd prefer to see them in the playoffs than a lot of these other teams. Like I, I, really, I don't want any part of the Packers, realistically. I, don't, I, I think the Cowboys would have to have a chance to play a, you know, a similar game against a, a team like the Saints that they've played the last two times, the one we won and then the one we lost, the similar – both were very, almost identical type games. I, I, I can see the Cowboys beating the Saints in that way. I can also see them losing to the Saints, but I can see them beating the Saints. I, I wouldn't mind them playing the 49ers. Packers I really don't want any part of. 
Seahawks kind of, you know, same kind of thing. I mean, you know, I, it's hit or miss. I, I think the Cowboys could beat them, but I, you know, Russell Wilson's been, been really, really good too. So I'm just, I'm, again, I'm not entirely sold on the, on the 49ers. I mean, they've been, things have been way too close for comfort for me. And honestly, they, they really have a problem with some of their, their receiving core because they have a bunch of young talent on their receiving core, but like no one's really established. And with, with Emmanuel Sanders going down with, with that injury, that really hurts them. Do you know how long he's going to be out? Is he going to be out much longer? I haven't heard uh, how long he's going to be out for, but because Kittle's still out, Kittle's still out as well too. So that that that's, could be part of the reason why they've been playing a little, you know, not quite as good. Last I weeks. think though, for uh, I think for playoff purposes though, I can't see no they'll be back here right? with them. No, well they'll be back, but I can't. I'm talking about like a comparison with the Cowboys. I I can't see a scenario where both teams fully healthy, or at least 49ers fully healthy. Cowboys go to San Fran and win a playoff game. I think the Cowboys are way more, way better positioned to beat them than the Packers. Way better. That's the way they match up. The Cowboys' strength is their offensive line, their offense. Well, how often have uh, how often strength have, is their defense? How often have the Cowboys played uh, the 49ers in the last like five years? No, no. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no, care, there's no comparison. I'm just in my mind ext- ext- extrapolating the uh, the matchups uh, of how, how I see it. I'm not. I'm not not, or just just by uh, recent historicals, because uh, Rodgers has had the Cowboys number the last. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, the Cowboys have been in the games. They could have won a lot of those games against the Packers in the past, but uh, you know, they just came up short. Except Dez did catch that. Yeah, because Rodgers. Let's be honest, he's he's a closer, and he he closed every single one of those games. Yeah, that one pass to Jerry Cook was just ridiculous. Yeah, you remember that one? Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty unreal at times. The yeah. way that he can fling it around. Uh, but what, what's your, uh, one of your next, uh, picks? So yeah, in that game, again, I got the, the Packers plus three. I, I almost hate to keep doing this, uh, but I just, I've been like betting on the, the, the bills constantly, almost like almost every week I've been going on the bills. I'm, I'm going to take the bills minus four at home against Denver. Uh, have a young Denver has a young quarterback playing. Denver's just not a great team overall, even though they did screw me over, uh, cause I did lose some money on the fact that, uh, the Vikings couldn't score one more damn point against the uh, Vikings. I mean, I guess I'm sorry, against the Denver Broncos. But, yeah, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills um, for just specifically for Buffalo Phil, minus four at home. That's a shout-out, Buffalo Phil. There's some support over here for the Bills. Actually, that was one that I looked at and considered. I didn't want to pull the trigger because the Broncos just completely – like, I think they've screwed me two weeks recently. Yeah. Uh, it was a – If that's the case, stay off of them because I bet on them this week. Yeah, they. Uh, it was when they went to Indianapolis, and then this past week with the Vikings, with them yeah. going up whatever it was, twenty-one nothing early in that game. I was just, uh, and I had taken the Vikings nine and a half. So, oh, nine and a half. That, I, I had. About I guess I'm scarred by the the Broncos. I had Vikings four and a half, and that, and they won by four. So that was heartbreaking. <laughs> I know. I I actually got screwed on a, a the Vikings and Cowboys game. Uh, I had the Cowboys. I ended up pushing, but it got screwed at the end of the game. Dalvin scored that touchdown. But uh, yeah, he's been going off in fantasy this year. But it, my my last pick is actually going to be uh, the game is Seattle at Philly. I'm going to be taking Seattle plus one and a half. I think Cal- I think the or the Seahawks are going to win the game outright. So I'm getting point and a half. I think it's a, a no brainer. I think at, at this at this point in time, Carson Wentz just has nobody to throw to. He's got Ertz and then Nelson Aguilar, who has uh, – I mean, he's been getting abused apparently on social media. I think he deleted his – or yeah, he, he his Instagram or something like that. But he's dropped a lot of good passes. He has a burner account. You saw his burner account? 
Oh, does he really? I didn't yeah, know he was he was saying how uh, full. Well, they don't know it's for sure it's him, but people think it's his burner account. And he was saying that Foles throws a better ball than Wentz. Wow. That's <laughs> drama. <laughs> I mean, can I put more money on this? No, I actually haven't taken any games this week. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that that's a uh, Seahawks. They, I think the Seahawks, they've been, uh, they've been good, like decent on the road. They, I guess their home field advantage hasn't been as much of a home field advantage as it is as it's been in the past. I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about them going into Philly. Uh, so, yeah, I think Russell Wilson will, will take care of this game. Chris Carson, too, who's been an absolute, like, beast and really underrated running back this season. Yeah. Yeah, it cost me uh, him and Josh Jacobs to get uh, Christian McCaffrey and Drew Brees and Jordan Howard to get Christian McCaffrey, but I think it was worth it. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta pay if you want to get the best player in the game. Yeah. I'm gonna take I'm a, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that chip in your league too, right? Don't forget that. All right. I'll uh we'll, we'll see if that happens. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll record that too. Yeah you could you can clip that too. Um I'm actually gonna take tonight's game, right? Because I mean I just don't know what else to pick. And I'm I'm not crazy crazy about the, uh, the Houston Texans minus three and a half tonight. But I uh I put I put twenty dollars on it. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, but I threw twenty dollars on it. But what not, fin- not financial advice over here. But. Yeah, no, I mean, even though I'm not 100% sure, I still threw some cash on it because it's going to make the game way more interesting, all right? Get off my back. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, I don't even know, man. The, the, I mean, the, the Colts are missing uh, Marlon Mack now, and I just picked up Niceem Hines. I'm hoping he can catch some passes today and get me, get me a nice fantasy lead and start to start the week. But uh, I don't know. It's just, again, it's like all these games have been so hard and so hard to pick. I, I'm not – I'm not crazy about it, but I think Houston will bounce back this week and uh, they'll beat the Colts, even though the Colts do have a solid team. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, to take the lead in the division, so it's a big game for, for both teams. So, yeah, I think uh, we might get be getting to our uh, limit on Zoom uh, for our recording. So yeah, let's get this going. Uh, you have any – before we close out for the night, you have any potential breakout players or predictions this week uh, in terms of uh, fantasy players? For all the fantasy uh, managers out there, um, off the top of my head, I do not. I'm trying to think about it from, look, from looking at these games real quick. Put me on the spot here, Ray. I gotta, I gotta start thinking about a fantasy breakout player because uh, you, uh, you are hitting me with that every single week. Yeah, I mean, I, I try and come up with one every week. My guy last week was Hunter Renfro. Uh, I'll bring up the stats real quick, like what he had, but. I think I'm going to take him again this week. He didn't have yeah. a bad week last week, um, but he, uh, he's playing against the Jets. They're going to be obviously in New York, but I think the kid's got talent. He was one of the things that I, one of the guys that I was saying in that uh, Hunter reference episode with Buffalo Phil, I was basically saying that uh, I could, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he ended up on the Patriots at some point in his career because uh, he does a lot of like, uh, I guess the little things he's got like good technique. He's got good quickness, good hands. Uh, I think he's a, a potentially potential breakout player for this week in, in terms of fantasy. That's, a, that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting. I actually almost picked him up in your league and I didn't get him. Did you end up getting him in that league? No, I didn't get him. Okay. Well, you know, I, I got, I got someone for you. I, um, my nephew was asking me who to start at quarterback and I was, he, there was very slim pickings. Uh, he had to stream somebody. It was very slim pickings on his waiver. Hour. I told him to pick up Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. He, they played the Cowboys last week. And there was a bunch of different times in the game, and, and even um, the announcer was saying it. There was a bunch of different times in the game. He could have ran. And he, the, guy, the kid runs a four five forty, and he had so much running room on so many different occasions, and he just 
was, I don't know if he was trying to prove something by just continuously throwing the ball down the field and trying to make plays with his arm and not, not run. But I think this week they're going to correct that. He's actually going to take off and run. He's going to pick up a bunch of rushing yards too. And he's going to have a decent game overall. I think. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's fair. I think, who are they play? They're playing Washington, I believe, right? I think it was a decent matchup, right? Yeah, they're playing at the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I can see him having a nice game. Okay. Yeah, I, I like it, especially if you're in a – I'm in a two-quarterback league. There's some people that are desperate on like uh, end-of-season buys. But, yeah, just to go back to Hunter Renfro, he actually had, he had five receptions on six targets for 66 yards, average of 13.2 yards per catch, mm-hmm. long at 27. I, I think he's going to continue to get work because as Carr – starts to trust him more and then uh, Waller get more like better is it rookie either from better players. Yeah. Renfro's a rookie. Is Waller a rookie too? Waller's not a rookie, but he's in the league long. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That's unbelievable. Cause that was a hell of a draft class, man. They got to really get a lot of credit to the Raiders for the, for the draft class that they picked up this year. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, and he's actually the kid that, that caught that pass in the national championship game that Deshaun Watson won. So oh, okay. He, oh, yeah. Well, yeah he I played on, so. on that Clemson team. Wow. Yeah, he's a, awesome. I think he's a, he's a good player and is a potential breakout this week. So, uh, I guess with that, let's uh, let's shut it down for the night. Yeah, thanks uh, for tuning into the Second Nine podcast again, uh, at Second N Nine on Twitter. Uh, we're also available now on Spotify. I'm still trying to get the, the Apple podcast thing figured out. And once we get approved for that, then we'll be on uh, Apple podcast too. So, Uh, Again, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.